Manchester City are still alive here. Balotelli, Aguero! Back, Fuchs. And the ball in behind Damian Bunny! Well, your head must be in the sand. Is your head in the sand? Can you, are you flexible enough to get your head in the sand? Now the fans are shouting every week, Louis van Gaal's army! <laughs> Louis van Gaal's army! Feet after a fabulous start, the game just got away from you there. I have nothing, nothing to say. Nothing to say about the game at all? International break, Sam. International break. It's over. It's, it's over. over. The last one for a long time. We're back. Is it, is it until March? Something like that. February. It's like, March. It's yeah. It's late. I think it's late February. Absolutely. I thought they used to try ages. to get one in January, but they might just take a regular break in January. Yeah. And then it's and then it's like a the mini winter break is what they go for. Indeed. So we're back right, cooking Sam. with a classic yes. narrative pod. Oof. <laughs> you know I love it. I know you love it. It's a Hank special. Comes up with the topics. The juicy, juicy topics. Oh, yeah. Taking a look the back. Best. Taking a look forward. Sim- simply the best. We got it all. We're going to start off like every time we do. I got to talk about player of the year. Player of the year. I want you to break down your top five for me right now. Top five? That's a good question. Yeah. Can't even Normally name... I kind of come in with like ten. I can't even name five players off the top of my head. Well, you probably have to have Holland and Rodri. A solid at Liverpool's guy? Because Liverpool has to have a guy. 100%. Okay. Arsenal's guy, Saliba. Okay. So then that leaves one more spot. Tottenham. Is it, is it just Madison? Madison. Is it Ollie Watkins? Is it uh, Bruno Fernandes for title challengers, Manchester United? You know... I think there's only one option. <laughs> there is only one. Do you think option. James Madison still, even though he's been out for oh. two weeks? No. Oh, no. oh, I'm ready. Is Mo it Salah. Burnley? It, it's it's got to be Mo Salah. Oh, you're saying for the actual? I thought you meant for the last candidate. Oh, yeah. Oh. No, I mean he he is going about his business. Yeah, it's he's weird because it's one of those things where started the year and you're like, there's the slight chance he could leave for Saudi Arabia, but he didn't really think that. Mm-hmm. But there was the rumor right before the start of the year, and it's like, oh, well, you know, maybe. But I think we kind of knew that he had at least one more year in him, and he's proven it. Yeah. All in, sure. there's something about as good as he's been, he has been relatively inefficient by by even by his standards. Yeah. You know, with 13 goals. I feel like at times it seems like maybe he's just 
overcomplicating things. Trying too hard. Yeah. Trying a bit too hard. You know, last year he had a lot of goals that came, you know, first touch type stuff. Now it seems like he's taking a few more touches. He's getting into good spots, but then, you know, the finish just. I feel like he hasn't. I feel like he hasn't got as quite as much aerial service, or he's just maybe I'm just mm-hmm. blind, and he hasn't been as efficient. Yeah, with like, his. I, uh, I think for sure the service declined. Yeah, I mean he has three penalties so far, three headed goals, but yeah, I think the service is the main, the main thing, and having a bit of balance to the team, it feels like it's guys having to create more for themselves than you typically see in Pep system with guys like Doku yeah. out there. And you're not really getting the creative creativity, obviously with a guy like Grealish constantly on the bench. Bowden's been in and out at best of the lineup. He hasn't really been clicking. Yeah. Um no good new one this year. No De Bruyne to feed him. No so De that's Bruyne. part of it too. Yeah. Yeah. So now uh, let me let me propose a question to you. All right. Who is your player of the year so far for teams currently sitting 11 through 20? Well, that's tough to say. I wish that Chelsea was in 11 through 20. Yeah, so you could um, say Ukraine. Probably. If, well, I mean, there'd be well, no other choice. Let me, let me just run down the quick 11 through 20. Oh, I got it. I got it, but you do that while I think of people. Okay. So starting off with 11, we got Brentford, Wolves, Alice, Forest, Fulham, Bournemouth, Luton, Sheffield, Everton, recently deducted 10 points, and Burnley. I think I would be going something like this. In no particular order, necessarily. Matthias Hansen. We'll go with Neto over Huang Hee Chan. Yoko Anderson. I'm tempted to put Gehi or Etze, but I can't make up my mind. And then for Forrest, I oh, I really don't know for Forrest. Because that's kind of where it would have to come from, unless Bournemouth really wouldn't have anyone. Fulham, it would just have to be Paulinia, and he hasn't even been quite as good. But oh, we'll, we'll go with Paulinia, I guess, for them. And then... We'll go no one from Forest, and we'll go with uh, Grehi for Palace. So Jensen, Neto, Anderson, and then Grehi and Polina to round wow. it off. For me, it'd be what? What about Ducore? He's been pretty solid so far, holding it down. Yeah, that midfield for Palace, especially how reliant they've been. Oh, on I'm, defense. I'm, I'm thinking of. Uh, oh, on Everton. Everton's Ducore. That's fair. He's been clicking. He's been their main part of their attack, pretty much. Me yeah. and my Jack Harrison swinging in crosses and stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of all over the place. That's a good shout. Yeah, kind of in terms no one, of like. No one makes it for you on Sheffield. You know, Sheffield. Ollie McBurney, um, McBurney securing a win doesn't get you a player of the year vote. It's going to be a no from me, dog. <laughs> no uh, West Fodderingham. Constantly. Nope. It might be the most injury-prone goal I've ever seen. No West Fodderingham. <laughs> I think if I had to pick one, 
I'd probably go Anderson, but you could talk me into Jensen or Neto. Yeah. And Ducor would be in that tier of uh, Neto and Jensen as well. Very, very solid seasons, but Anderson's been, as the kids would say, different gravy. Different gravy. Yeah. Indeed. He's, he's got that sauce right now. You would go with Ducor? Of any one that I su- suggested, who would you say comes close? Well, initially I was thinking of Anderson, but I think I think Wang Hee Chan kind of hard to deny. Yeah, it's hard to say for um, you know, Wolves, which guy you would prefer. It it really is a toss up. Yeah, I think just just the fact that Neto, you know, with the injury, the the. The conversation about not picking Anderson would have to be once Etze gets going, he's going to carry their attack, and he's going to be yeah, more valuable potentially to the squad. Not That's saying true. he for sure will, but potentially. Yeah. Especially, no, I, like I mean, if, if you consider, you know, you have Anderson and Gahey together, opposed to kind of like Eze is kind of that one guy that makes things ticks makes things tick. Obviously you have Elise, but you know, I think Eze is just kinda of on a different level. Yeah, not to mention Elise hasn't been there really at yeah, all he's been so far. Good. And I'd say he's been in and out, but he's when he's in there he's been box yeah. office. Instrumental. Absolutely. Okay. Uh shall we move on to the next? Yeah. Category? Absolutely. We got manager of the year. Yeah, who's it been so far? Well, the I stats say... say Mr. Postagoglu. <laughs> Mr. Manager of the Month. The back, the back, the back. Yeah. Know. But that's, yeah, so, unfortunately, that's so boring. So boring. It's not. It's not him. Because it's, it's whoever wins the league. We know that. But, that's um. True. I was I was gonna say this might be this might actually be like Pep's most impressive year as far as managing because the, the team's just not as good. Still got him in first place, but there's been a lot of fortunate stuff. Klopp, hmm. in terms of kind of you know his team's really clicking right now. Part of that's just they had such a good transfer window, but he had a big part to do with that little bit of rotation. You could talk me into it. Arteta has just pissed me off so much with his antics off the field that it it makes me hard to, you know, think about uh going with it. Um yeah otherwise so maybe yeah. maybe a uh you know maybe. dark horse I like to look at the the teams lower down on the table that are doing better than they should be yeah. on paper. I think you gotta also, say Mr. Gaz O'Neill. Absolutely. Doing, doing a lot with a little, to say the least. Gaz O'Neill, clicking yeah. for Wolves. Um, Rob Edwards, making believers out of us for Luton. <laughs> I think it, it, has to be up, it has to be in consideration. I, I don't know if I'd go that far yet. <laughs> but um, it's there. The, the, the base is there, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, if we're going bottom half table, Gaz has done well. If we're going lower top half, obviously, 
Uh, Moyes has done well. I would say that... Uh, Unai Emery? I was going to say Emery... No one would ever agree with that. I would say Emery's been more impressive than Postacoglu. Only because... I think Tottenham is... It's just a little shaky right now. They beat up on some bad teams to start. Got some favorable decisions. Against like Liverpool and stuff, yeah. And there's just this weird like PR thing with him where it's like he says when he does things, yeah, where people, I I just don't understand it because the whole Chelsea game, like all he had to do is play a low block and they probably draw, if not maybe even win off like a set piece or something. Like I just don't understand, but he gets away with that. And then they lose to Wolves, completely getting outplayed. Albeit missing some key players, but every team has injuries. I would, if I had to power rank it, I would probably say Klopp one, Unai Emery two, and then Pep three. What I would do. Okay. For the top teams. I mean, the thing I, I mean, like about... about the the main thing with me about Emery is losing your captain and Mings. Yeah. And still just rebounding like nothing happened. Right. The re- argument against him is they can only like dominate at home, and they very much struggle on the road. Hmm. Yeah. But what were you going to say? I cut you off. I was just going to say the thing I like about Ainge is that he seemingly has breathed some new life into a stale Tottenham club. That's fair. You know, it's hard to say the level at which he's done that, you know, obviously it's still very oh, early it's in way, the season. Way, yeah, uh, but still, even the fact that what he's done is definitely an accomplishment because we, yeah. a lot of people didn't give him a chance. Yeah, especially with things the, coming from Celtic, you don't know what the tactics, you don't know how it's going to translate. Especially with having your captain and a club legend leave just before the start of the season, you know, him coming in, Getting that good start with Tottenham. Very impressive. Yeah, he just needs to get something out of Richarlison now. It's impossible. Let me ask you, Sam. The title odds broken down by each team, percent-wise, what you'd put on each percent for each team, how would you distribute it? You know, at the moment, I'd say Man City probably at like 50%. Yep. And then I'd say Liverpool, maybe 30%. Um, and then I'd say Arsenal, 10%. Tottenham, 5%. Villa, 5%. Okay. I would probably go with it being City 40, Liverpool 35, Arsenal 15, and then the field just 10% sprinkled on. Yeah, that's kind of what Tottenham, I'm thinking. Villa, uh, United, Newcastle, you know, Luton. Chelsea. Luton. Luton. No, not Chelsea. Coach. Chelsea will 
hang around, I don't know, 13th, 14th. I love mid-table Chelsea. Hey, at least they're exciting to watch now. That's something. That's true. They're, That's true. They're back to that, you know, for a while they were just brutal to watch. Whether you liked them or not, it was it was definitely a, a, I don't know, a chore watching them, if you will. But yeah, yeah I feel like at City, we have City and Liverpool a lot closer than most people would. Outside of Liverpool fans, we have to caveat it with that because you know how Liverpool fans are. They're bonkers. Yeah. I mean, I feel like most people would probably say City like 80%. Yeah, people just penciling them in for that. I don't, I just can't stress, I don't feel that way. How often are City reliant on like, even their kind of role guys being like Oscar Bob and stuff where it's like, I don't know what I'm getting out of that guy, you know? Do you feel me? And, and you know, right now yeah. they're people being like, oh, Matthias Nunes is slotted in well. It's like, I still don't trust that guy. I got to no. watch him on Wolves. I don't know what he was. Yeah, to me it seems like City have been declining for the past couple of years. Well, but I felt like last year... Obviously, they won the trouble, but I felt going into the year, they are just going to dominate. It felt like their kind of big all-in push. Their squad was very balanced, but it had a nice freshness to it. But, yeah, losing guys like Gindawan and stuff. And, I mean, you don't want to say certain things about, you know, certain guys, but it's like, John Stone's 29. You know, I'm not saying he's going to be done or anything at Kanji 28, but they're right in the prime and they'll be in the back half of their prime in another year or two. You know? I think they're relying on guys like Kovacic, who's 29, but that's a lot of miles on a 29-year-old, you know? Yeah. I think for me, it's more like a decline in the in the product on the field. Yeah. Last, last year, the squad was really good, but still the product wasn't always the best and I think this year the squad got worse and the product isn't any better it's yeah like they're, they're still winning but I think part of it too is a bit of a recency bias last year with the fact they won the trouble but they did have a pretty easy stretch to end the year last year yeah for sure Um, yeah Bernardo Silva 29 there's just a lot of guys a lot of moving pieces who knows? The attack is young, so they have that going for him. But um, should we move on to our groups, Sam? Yes. As you know, on the narrative pod, people, what we do is I give Sam some topics, and I group about four or five teams in each one, and we go, we go through, and we're ranking in these teams. We're looking at them. We're discussing them. We love to talk about every team: the big guys, the little guys, the medium guys, all of them. So, Sam, let's start off. Teams with the most on the line from now until the end of the January transfer window. Mm-hmm. I got five teams for you. Chelsea, United, Everton, Newcastle, Brighton. First off, does that feel like the right five as far as the teams that have the most on the line? Because there's one or two teams I debated over one of these teams. You know, I I think... I think you could make an argument for all those teams, maybe in a different way for each of them. Yes. 
But yeah, I think is there one team I left out? Really, is all I'm getting at. You know, I was, you I was looking a lot on the at line. the bottom. You know, maybe Bournemouth with how much they spent. They've mm-hmm. spent a lot of money on their squad. True. So very if, true. If they go down, that could be a real issue. Yeah. But no, I completely agree. Yeah, with these teams, I mean, obviously Chelsea, they spent a lot of money too, crazy amounts. Yeah, let's get let's get into these five teams. We'll start. Ban. We'll start with Chelsea. Spent a lot of money, high expectations. They're sitting tenth. Four wins, four draws, four losses. They seem to be rounding into form, but yet it feels like they're be- they're better suited for, you know, games where it's bound to be a bit more open big games where these players kind of get hyped up for it. And it really comes down to, can they beat these small teams? Sam, can they win on a cold rainy night in Stoke? No, that's the question for Chelsea. Um, a lot on the line for them. And we'll power rank these teams at the end, but, and there's even potential that they'll splash the cash in January, apparently. And like you said, you know, potential ban coming in, potential docking of points. Something tells me that it's not going to work out against Chelsea and City. Something just... I have an inkling, Sam, that they're not going to get punished. 100%. Yeah. So, but although what I was reading is that it's not even about Bowley, but potentially past Abramovich stuff, which Mm. I thought was interesting. That they fibbed on some past transfers and like agent like fees and stuff. So it wasn't even what Bowley did, which is, I don't know, 10 out of 10 hilarious, like just funny. What is there to say? Yeah. Um, United. They don't, they're in no man's land of like, they, they spend money on guys. They don't work out. They don't know if their manager is the right guy now. They thought they for sure had it bang on that Ten Hag was the guy. Now they don't know. Yeah. Their striker is one of the top scorers in the Champions League. Zero goals in nine games in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Can't buy a goal. Bruno is forever just being questioned if he's the guy and he's an elite talent as a playmaker. Rashford's disappeared this year. The defense, the main defense is hurt, and they're relying on Johnny Evans and Harry Maguire. And yeah. Onana has had some absolutely dreadful, dreadful moments. As but he is rounding into form, as we've said. We bought Onana stock at the bottom. It must mm-hmm. be said. And we're we're reaping a bit of the rewards. Uh did I leave anything out about United's case? No, I Where think they have a lot on the line. I, I think I would just say like you know they they like you said they've invested in these players they've invested in their manager but somehow they continue to just be mediocre yes you know their recent results have looked good they're like you know one of the better informed they're teams they're very but inflated yeah they are just a bunch of one nil wins yeah they're not a convincing side and you know mason mount he's a guy Zero goals, zero assists in all of 2023. Yes. Yeah, it's, not it's good. Just, not good from some yeah. of these transfer deals. I think United, the longer it goes on, the more they risk 
being sucked into just forever a mediocre team. And maybe one they're even cross at uh, cross that bridge. One trophy in seven years? That's not right. Six years? Seven years. Because I think they won an FA Cup with Mourinho, no? Or was it just Van Hall they won it with? Um, Doesn't matter. They want to yeah. care about Cup with Tenog. That's all they've won in this uh, decade. Yeah. Moving on, Everton, another team, which happened right after our pod last up the last up. Like, what is that? They break news the the morning after. Make us look stupid. Everton hit with a ten point deduction over past transfer uh, deals. Now down to four points on the year with the minus three goal differential. Sadness for the toffees, Sam. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just a brutal, brutal uh, piece of information that they received. We were just talking about we felt they were good in terms of being out of relegation threat and that just be a matter of, you know, how close to just regular old mid-table they could finish, but as they were kind of near the lower portion of mid-table, but now they're going to be back in that scrap. You know, I think this could go one of two ways. I think it could either unite the team and they push on, they get out of the, the relegation zone, they avoid relegation completely, you know, they string together some wins, or it could just be like a complete downer and yeah uh, they just get stuck in the relegation zone and maybe even go down at the end of the year but there's no way they just get like 1.2 points per game or however many they're getting before they had what 14 through 12 games so on pace for like 44 points or something like that Mm -hmm. you think this is either it sparks them to play a whole lot better or they're just done they're deflated and it's over yeah, personally, I think it'll. I think, I think it's gonna spark them. Yeah, I think it'll spark them. I think yeah. the players they have are good enough. I think you know Sean Dyche is kind of the the right guy to get that out of his players. Yeah, he's very much a us against the world guy, as you could tell with Burnley. Um, next up, Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Sitting there, they've had a tough start to the year as far as who they had to play, but they're sitting there in seventh on twenty points, only six back of top four. Um, still a lot of expectations. Still have to balance European games. Well, not anymore. Well, you Pretty know, much right? Yeah, that you know, unless a miracle, they could get Europa League. I guess. Yeah. True. Um, and then last but not least, Brighton struggling to start the year. Potential that their manager could leave in the summer. I don't believe those rumors about Real Madrid, but who knows? Maybe it's another team comes calling. Uh, I don't know. I put them on here just because my case for them is they were just kind of being a one-hit wonder team in terms of what they achieved. Think kind of of the Southampton teams where everyone talks about them. They're like, oh, they're so good. They typically finish seventh. Uh, the one year they did finish sixth and get Europa League football. There's just a chance that that's kind of Brighton, and they had a one-year run, and it, they finished fifth, and it is what it is, and now they'll finish, you know, 9, 10, 11. Mm-hmm. There's a chance of it, but you don't want to slip into that. 
he just spent actual money on, you know, guys. They spent like what thirty mil on Joe Pedro or something. Yeah. So there's a potential to become not necessarily complacent, but that the young products just don't evolve quite as quick as you thought, and they just don't hit. So those are the five teams we have to start. How would you power rank it? Uh, one sec. <laughs> uh. Oh my, bless you. <laughs> bless your stole. Yeah, just one final note before I drop my rankings. I, I feel like Newcastle and Brighton are kind of in the same situation here. They're They're facing the realization that it's very tough to maintain your Premier League position while competing in Europe. Yes. Both Absolutely. teams have, have, you know, been hit and with even, injuries. How about repeating the quality you had last year in the league? Yeah. This, is, this has not been the same Brighton team. And you For might sure. say, oh, they lost a couple key guys. They lost key guys like Trossard in the middle of the year and still were clicking, you know? Didn't even skip a beat. No. So it's a whole new year. It's It's a lot. Yeah. I want to hear your rankings. Right. That's what I want to hear right now. Most on the line, I would say Everton, because I yep. think if they were to get relegated, relegated. it could be disastrous. Yeah. Uh, second, I would say, you know, maybe tough. maybe a Brighton, just because they're they're on the cusp of like breaking into that upper tier of teams. Mm-hmm. And like you said, maybe it was a one-off thing, but. Obviously, they're going to be trying to make it the standard. After that, I would say Newcastle, just because they had such a great season last year. You know, looking at the table, they're sitting in seventh this year, looking like they're going to get bounced from the Champions League. So that could be a tough pill to swallow. Uh, And you don't want things to start piling up like that you know you got to be resilient after that i would say probably united what can you say they've been used to the mediocrity so i think a little more mediocrity doesn't really do anything to them other than you know solidifies that they're a mediocre team and then as for chelsea it's like it seems like it doesn't even matter like there's no consequences for Chelsea. Like they just do whatever, and sometimes they finish 14th, and sometimes, sometimes they win the shit. league. So yeah. I don't know. They're a weird I would team. probably put it. I I had Everton one as well. Absolutely. Um, I had United three or uh, second rather, and the reason I say that, and I like I like how you said they just accept their standards have dropped. Did you see that video Man City posted on Twitter the other uh, day? Every knee slide at uh, Old Trafford. That is like just ultimate dunk on disrespect. Doing that to Manchester United. Yeah. So maybe you're right. Maybe they should be lower in my rankings because they're just not a respectable team anymore. But this whole, they talked themselves into Ten Hog, the club, the fan base, everything. And now they just don't know if they trust them, as we've been saying He's shaky this whole time. They're going to let a couple guys go, like Sancho, in the window. They have a really tough schedule upcoming. They've had it on easy street to start the year for the most part. This could really go sideways 
and fast. And if it they're firing Ten Hag in December, January, Sam, I mean, their whole season's going tits up, and then you're back to square one again. Grand Potter's so going to come in and take the wheel. Grand Potter, they call him the English Shranik. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and then after that, I I had uh, I had Brighton. I just feel like yeah, they're right on the cusp of that dropping out, but it's Brighton, so they don't care all that much. Chelsea, I had fourth, just because I think they still have to at least qualify from Europe in some capacity. Um, if they don't, then I mean they have to pay less for certain guys that they put clauses in for. But I don't think you can let that be the standard Chelsea. And then last, I have Newcastle. I don't think it would be the end of the world if they didn't get top four and they finished like fifth or sixth and got Europa League. No. Um, it's at least Europe for them, and they're still growing. You can't expect to be a top four side every year, or top five, I guess now, because the new Champions League. Um, but with that said, it has been a little kind of... Uh, you know, disappointing to say the least, but every team that kind of comes up when it's their first go around in terms of like they win the league or, you know, they just get into champions League, they have a rough go the first year and it's always the second or third year you got to really build off of. So mm-hmm. I, I put them last as far as teams with the most pressure. And like you said, they might just be out of Europe and all they have to do is focus on the premier league. Yeah. And or domestic cups. So. All right. Let's move on. But next. Yeah. We got, oh, yeah. We got the worry scale on a scale of 1 to 10. And we got Fulham, Tottenham, Luton, Crystal Palace, and Nottingham Forest. Let's start with Fulham, Sam. Yes. What is there to worry about? Oh, I don't know. Their defense, their attack, two very key components, their midfield from a playmaking aspect. Defensively yeah. and winning the ball, it's fine with Paulinho. You know, when they play Harris and Reed, he's been fine. When Harry Wilson plays, I guess, from a playmaking standpoint, they've been a little better. But, you know, relying still on D Cordova, Reed, and stuff like that. And Willian mm-hmm. has done well. It just hasn't been as good of results. Performances have been fine, but results have not been as good as last year. But yeah, really the attack, relying on Jimenez, Vinicius has not had it going. And then the defense, last year was just a lot of Tim Ream and Burt Leno. This year it's just Burt Leno. Tim Ream is kind of, you know, coming back down to earth. Yeah. I think I'd give him a seven. Yeah, I would probably go with an eight. I think yeah. an eight's fair. I think that relegation is realistic. If I had to put as a percent... I would probably only put it at like 10 or 15 just because everyone else is so bad. But That's you know. why my rating isn't higher. It's just because the team's below them. Yeah, you might finish like 16th. It's just a warning sign. But, you know, if we actually have a half-decent team come up next year, which we will with Leicester, if you finish 17th, you don't improve. You it easily going down next year. Yeah. So... Tottenham, Sam. Started um, off hot. First place. They've now dropped to fourth after two consecutive losses to Chelsea and Wolves. Mm-hmm. Madison hurt. 
Vandevin, who's been amazing for them, hurt. Um, some injuries kind of just all over the team. And now Sun on international break is hurt. Yeah. I mean, There's I a think, lot of cause for concern. I think it comes down to what your expectations are for Tottenham. I mean, for me personally, I have none. But for the fans who think that they're going to be challenging for the title, then I would put that rating pretty high up there because, one, they've had very easy schedule. Two, they've gotten decisions to go their way, as we mentioned. And three, now they have so many guys injured. So that's that's a huge concern. But if you're like me and you didn't really have any expectations going into the season, I'm not worried because... Mm -hmm. You know, it is what it is. I think my part of the worry scale for them was the idea that people genuinely thought they had a chance to win a title and stuff. Yeah. They're like, do we have to get say It's like, no, you don't. Um, They're just playing real solid. They'll probably get European football, I would assume. I think that they, they'll have a drop-off probably just because um, playing a little tougher teams, but also I think they might just be willing to chalk it up to a bit of poor injury luck and stuff, but yeah, I I would say probably you know given I think before the year we had them seven or eight I forget it was one of the two spots, but regardless I would say if you thought that they were a title contender or even you know at least top five contender it should be at a nine I would say if you thought like us before the year where it'd just be, oh, whatever, you know, to coast off those expectations and stuff. Because the expectations do change if you look a lot better and it's like, oh, well, maybe we will. But if you're going to go off the start of the year, four, three, probably a three. Okay. So would you do? Or what, what are you thinking? I mean, if I have no expectations, I'm giving them a one. <laughs> If it's, like, expectations that they finish top four, I'd say, like, uh, maybe, like, a five. Okay. And if if the expectation is that they win the title, I would say ten. Yes. <laughs> Luton. Luton. I think... Lay it out. I think Luton, obviously, they came into the season. They didn't spend much money. They kind of went in assuming that they were going to get relegated anyways, so... That just kind of takes off any pressure whatsoever. So I would say their worry scale is probably at a one, and they're just trying to enjoy themselves. And you know, if they can, if they can manage the great escape, then you know, so be it. But if not, then it's not disastrous because they haven't just spent a ton of money and are going to be screwed no. in the championship or anything. I just meant from a term of staying up because they obviously didn't have much for expectations, but. If you're looking at it from the perspective of can they stay up, how worried are you? Like a I'd say six, probably like seven. a seven. Okay. Yeah, I'm right there. Six or seven. Give it a six point five. Um How about Palace? How worried are you about them? Palace, I'd give them like a four, maybe. Just cause Although, you know, not of going down. We have to specify yeah. what we mean by. I'm just talking just about that their attack is going to be so putrid. Yeah. Just 
the whole Roy Hodgson thing in terms of not really having a plan after him, what yeah. you're going to do in terms of attack and stuff, figuring out the whole striker component. I, I don't think there's any... Okay, I shouldn't say any world. There's a maybe 1% Palace go down. Not even. It's like sub 1%. So, I mean, it's just really that... Are you worried about the attack? And how worried are you about Roy Hodgson and their plan to replace him? Yeah, I mean, I think the Roy Hodgson thing is definitely a concern. They've regressed back to to Roy Ball with... Uh, 2021 Roy Ball. You know, 30% possession and just a dire attack. But obviously having Eze back in there has changed things, like, immediately. And if you could bring back Elise into the fold, I think that would definitely change. But, yeah. I think short-term, not a whole lot of worry. There's a lot of bad teams, but long-term, it's like, okay, what's the what's the goal here? Yeah, what what happens after uh, Hodgson? Yeah. Um. So what would you put them at as far as just a worry for... This is more like a future outlook standpoint. Yeah. I'd probably have them at like a 4.55 kind of range. Yeah, I'd say 4. Okay. Nottingham Forest. Again, probably not to stay up, but in terms of to build on what they've done so far. Um, defensively speaking, I am significantly less worried. I have them at like a two, yeah. given what they were. I feel a whole lot better. Same with their midfield aspect. Um, it does feel like you know their attack has dropped off a little bit. Steve Cooper, not saying he's not the guy for them, but is there a world in which they move on from him? Their their future just kind of seems uneasy. I don't know why. And partially it's the ownership and the board that they have. Just feels like it could be kind of uh you know dicey. But what do I know? What what is your uh, worry scale for Forest? You know, it's interesting that that you say that you feel kind of uneasy going forward. For me, I see Forrest kind of as leveling out this year. They've been more consistent. You know, maybe not the high highs in terms yes. of the attack that they had last season, but overall their defense is much better, and I think you're just getting a more consistent product, which I think in the long term is more... Sustainable uh, to stay sustainable. up. Sustainable. Yeah. So you got them at like a, a one or a two? Because I had them at a three. I think... A three would be fair, just because the attack hasn't been, you know, yeah. very good. True, but the I defense. Mean, I'm is worried much about better. the fact that they're celebrating goals in the 65th minute by taking their shirt off. That's that does worry me. That is concerning. That's yeah. You don't want people just celebrating that soon. Are you kidding me? Especially in this day for like age. a 90th minute winner. Yeah. When you what got are you talking about ten hours of added time. Yeah, celebrate too soon. All right, let's let's go to the turnaround phase. In this yes. group, we have Sheffield, Bournemouth, Burnley, Man City, and Arsenal. A little variety here. Turnaround, Sam. Is there is it a possibility for Sheffield? We've seen a couple results now lately. Yeah, we have. It's. Uh, I mean, all it I... took was one to bounce their way. <laughs> Yeah, right. I I still can't 
sell myself on Sheffield United. I think the one thing that they have going for them is Cam Archer somehow makes things happen out of nowhere. But I I need to see a little bit more before I even want to take a sniff at believing that they can turn it around. 100%. I think that um, their turnaround capabilities are still pretty small. I think that they're fundamentally flawed in terms of they just don't really have a playmaker except for one of their number nines. Um, they don't even really have ball winners in midfield and defense. It's more just like kind of guys who can stand there and block shots. Uh, and they have the worst goalkeeper in the league. So I have no faith in a turnaround for them. That's true. And I'm not afraid to say it. Yeah. Bournemouth, on the other hand, they've even shown a little bit more life with back-to-back victories. Yeah, and I think the thing that Bournemouth have going for them is they have a much better squad than Sheffield does. That is true. We talked about a little bit earlier, Bournemouth have spent a lot of money reinforcing the squad. They've got some quality players in there. They just haven't quite clicked yet under Iraola, and... I think it's definitely a possibility who's to say it that still they do. does, but it's it it could happen. But who's yeah. to say it does? You never know. And and who's to say that it does? But also, it it might be that they can turn things around, but it might just be under a different manager. True. I think that the talent's still obviously there. I think that the the way that they were playing, as far as having such a huge gap. And their press just not being effective whatsoever. Yeah. Is like just really bad. Really, really bad. So, you know, it's been tweaked a little bit. The press has been a little more efficient. They're not doing it quite as much. Looked a lot better in that Newcastle game, to say the least. But Newcastle were kind of lackadaisical and asleep. Um, I'm just glad to see Dom Solanke's rolling. As long as you can score goals, Sam, my role for. Teams near the bottom. As long as I have faith you can score goals, I have I have faith you can stay up. Yeah. So when you get in that Sheffield and it's like where the goal is going to come from, even if it's like I don't know who's going to score, but it's still like, oh, well, set piece, you know, they'll swing the ball in. Who knows? Kind of like Luton at times. At least I know that I can count on you for one or two of those, you know, in a few games. But if yeah. I can't even count on that, I don't trust you. Speaking of teams I don't trust, Burnley. No. I don't trust them, Sam. No. A team got docked 10 points and they're still above you. <laughs> I can't trust you. And this whole Vincent Company thing is kind of bit dicey. This yeah. whole kind of his tactics, they're spending on guys. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of some of the, like, the stuff Leeds was doing at the very end. Even then, Leeds was bringing in a few better guys than what Burnley's bringing in, but the whole, like, oh, this guy, he was good in this league, therefore that's going to translate. It's it's like, I don't know if you can think that way in terms of like just saying you penciling in young guys will translate because they're good in mm-hmm. one particular league. That wasn't the championship or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen anything in... Obviously, with Lyle Foster being out for who knows how long, that's a hit to their goal scoring, which is already lowest in the league. So, 
yeah, I don't see it, Burnley. It also feels like they're kind of going for like a, you know, the we just have a bunch of guys and the best guy is going to pop out and do his best. It's like, no, because you have to give some guys run of form, you know, give them a little bit of time. But if you have so many guys, you really can't, your squad's too packed, you know? And that's yeah. kind of how I feel because they're starting like Jay Rodriguez and stuff. And it's like, what happened to, you know, Coley Osho and stuff getting starts? And it's just like, nope, he's not. And they're like, well, Wilson Odebert. And it's like, he scores one goal, therefore he gets to start the next three games. And it's like, he did nothing besides that goal. There's nothing nothing promising. So I just think that they're kind of in over their heads at the moment. Yeah. Is that the way you describe it? Yeah, 100%. I think they thought they could pull off this youth movement, but when it comes down to it, it's just... You need some leaders to step up and You need more Brexit ball mentality in your team and Nathan Redmond's not that. No. Uh Man City. Man City. Yeah, Man City turnaround. And what I mean by this is the idea of them being dominant. Like people think they can and should be. Which I know you and I both think they should still dominate. It's yeah. Man City. But how uh, how likely is it? How how much faith do you have in them? Because for me, I think I think it's possible if they bring in one or two guys in the winter window, and it kind of has to be a guy who's a bit more like a ten. And I think there has to be an actual just six, a ball winning kind of six that can kind of whether it's just spell Rodri. Or back him up. Maybe even a guy who's like an eight slash six. Because I just don't think they have that guy. I don't think for me it's if they can. I think it's more of a matter of when. Yeah. I think with City, it's just what they do. We saw it last year. They didn't start very good, but then they just turn it into overdrive and they go full cook and it's over and no one can compete with them. So I think it's just a matter of time. You know, Holland will really start, start scoring at a, a higher pace. I don't think it's possible until they get the Bruyne back. I think they're just going to kind of linger in the meantime. I think they're just going to play as they are where it's like, they're definitely beatable. You can catch them on the right night. You can get a win. But I think that they'll be right in that Liverpool Arsenal class until they add one or two guys or at least get De Bruyne back. Okay. Uh, Arsenal, your club. It is indeed my club. Turnaround. We need a turnaround on the attack. We need a turnaround from Mick Arteta's personality. Specifically, when it comes to squad rotation and your goalkeeper situation, yeah, defense, I guess, is fine. Maybe a turnaround from the fact that you don't play Kivior, who's goaded <laughs> all the time. Um, maybe a little bit of turnaround from midfield. Some of the aspects there, I would say, have me concerned, but 
slightly, slightly worried. Just the tiniest bit, like 2 out of 10 on a scale of being worried. And mainly it's kind of facilitating, not necessarily playmaking, but facilitating in winning the ball um, besides Declan Rice. And yes, Declan Rice can do that, and he's amazing, and you can always rely on him. But it's also nice to have a second guy who can do that, is it not? Yeah, sure. I mean, not having Thomas Partey has been definitely Who's, who, Is he going to leave? Is that a thing? Is that actually going to happen? I keep seeing rumors about it. I I doubt it. You, yeah. He he just gets hurt too much. Like, why would anyone want him for, you know? Any I never, I never question Spanish and Italian teams because I don't know what goes through their mind. And I don't know who's who's motivated just by going to Saudi Arabia for money. That's a personal thing that I can never look into. Yeah. So for I me, just feel like as good as Jorginho is and the flashes we've seen from the small, tiny flashes we've seen from Vieira and Havertz. Um, it's just tough to rely on those three specifically Jorginho too. Just, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, he's almost 32 years old, Sam. Yeah. You know, and guys can play long, not saying that it's just like a whole age thing, but, He's had a lot of minutes too, a lot of European games and stuff. So I I don't know. He might just be missing a step. Also, they need to figure out how to get Smith Rowe into the squad more frequently. Yeah, I would say for me, Arsenal. I think there's a good chance that they can, you know, quote unquote, turn things around because I don't think they've really played a good game, you know, outside of like. Thumping Sheffield and Bournemouth. Okay, yeah. Like uh, at all I this season, count. yet they're still in third place, a point off the top. So if you can, you know, still manage to find a way to win games, even when you're not playing well, I think, you know, that's not a bad thing. I think yeah. also there's been the, the issues of Odegaard playing through injuries, Saka playing through injuries. Obviously, Gabriel Jesus injured. With the most potentially interesting quote a striker could ever have of, you know, he doesn't care to score goals, or what did he say? Did you see that? It's not really his strong suit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. I don't know how else I would describe your strong suit because you score goals. I mean, he scores goals for Arsenal pretty well. I think, Yeah. you know, Brazil's a different beast because there's anyone so much and pressure. everyone's going to be yeah, and there's balance. Um, yeah, I think that depth is something that they will have to look at, and then finally the attack, getting Saka rest, getting Martinelli some rest, knowing that you can just play Eddie and Ketty against any like bottom ten team and you can get away with it, but like it doesn't feel like Arteta knows that, and Arsenal fan base doesn't know that. Um. Constantly using Leo Trossard when he's hot. I don't know. It feels like as an outsider, these are very simple things, but yet Arsenal makes it very hard on themselves. To, do they not? Yeah, and I think one thing, too, got to get the vibes right. The vibes are off. Yeah, and it's Mick Arteta's fault, it must be said. Oh, yeah, he over-tinkered. 
the goalkeeper yeah. situation, bringing in Havertz for 65 mil, those are negative vibes. Yeah. What about the donkey, bro? The don- Le donkey man. Well, he's our new starting left back, so. Yeah, Arsenal's left back depth is scary. Tommy Yasu goes I Eyes emoji. <laughs> Might as well. He, I have more faith in him taking like a one-on-one shot with the goalie than Kai yeah, Havertz. Me too. That's not even a question. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've seen his uh, hold-up play. Yes. That he, you put him on as uh, the new Fellaini. Yeah. Stick him up there. Yes. Uh, so is there any of those teams we listed that you have no faith can turn around? Sheffield, Bournemouth, Burnley. City and Arsenal turn around to the... We have faith that they can turn it around to what they did last year is really what we're getting at. Yeah. Um, it just might take more time and maybe one or two stipulations. But Sheffield and Bournemouth, Burnley, you have any faith that they can turn it around to what we thought? Sheffield they could be here to survive. and Burnley, absolutely not. Bournemouth, maybe. Okay. Let's let's fire through the last topic. You want to do stocks. Buy and sell stocks on these teams. Um, I offered you to do crazy pills, which is you just give the most obscene hot takes possible <laughs> on these teams. I, 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 I don't feel like I have hot takes for these teams. I so. know. they ended This ended up being my last category for a reason, and I was like, I really don't know. I just kind of like the rest of the bunch. Yeah, buy or sell Liverpool. We're buying Liverpool stock. And yeah. by buying stock, we mean that they will compete for the title, that they'll finish as a top two team. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you want to talk about in particular with Liverpool that has stood out to you lately? I just find it so weird that it's not like a mainstream thing that Liverpool are like title contenders. I think it just has something to do with personnel and people just not used to who they have compared to who they used to have. Yeah. Because it's a bit different. It's not Firmino. It's not Fabinho. It's not Mane. You know, it's Sabozulai. It's McAllister. It's different guys. Yeah. But yet, you still have solid clicking. You still have Allison. You still have Brent. You know? Yeah. It's kind of like the Golden State Warriors winning the title and they have like not Iguodala, but it's it's Andrew Wiggins. It's something different, you know, to cross cross sport reference. But I'm absolutely buying stock. I if we were in a betting state, I would be doing futures and I would be put sprinkling money on Liverpool. Aston Villa, Sam, are you buying their stock as like Champions League contender? I don't or think I qualifying contender. I don't think I buy because I don't really see hold, too much of an upside. I would hold absolutely hold. Yes. Absolutely hold. Yeah. Is there anything that sticks out in your mind about them that uh you really wanted to talk about? I mean, they they just kind of like quietly go about their business at home. They've been want to see that immense. road form get better. Yeah, I do want to see that. And I think that. it's one of those things where it will never get it because that's just they are who they are. But I yeah. really want it cuz that's the next step and we all know it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, West Ham, buy, sell, hold. West Ham, I'd say probably sell. I don't really care okay. for the way that they're playing. 
you know, the way that they were playing, it was kind of like, okay, we're going to sit back and then we're going to punch you in the teeth. And now it feels yeah. like we're just going to sit smash back. smash and grab. I think I would hold, but you do the classic take your gains where you can. You know, if they creep up to like sixth or seventh place, I'd sell my stock then. Sell a little bit. They drop down to 11th or 12th. I'll dabble. I'll buy, I'll buy a little more. I, I think they're better than, you know, 12th or 13th. I just don't um, see them moving up more than maybe a spot. Yeah, exactly. That's why, you know, hold just in case. But yeah, this is near the pinnacle. Um, Brentford. Might be the ultimate hold. Yeah. You got to figure out what they do with Tony. They have some injury issues. Their main guys aren't hurt. You got to see if Fumbuemo starts popping off again. They're just kind of a hold, I feel like. Yeah, definitely a hold. They haven't been playing all that great, but still managing to get some some results. And All right, yeah. here's, your, here's your real question. How high are you on gas? Are you buying, selling, or holding wolf stock? Uh, you know, I mean, looking at the teams below them, I feel like they're better than all the teams below them. Uh, I think, I think they could surpass Brentford potentially, but, you know, honestly, I could see them passing West Ham at this point too. Hmm. You, you could maybe, maybe buy, but obviously... Obviously, the we value. Were so, we were so low on this team when it was Lopetegui, and he's like, I think I'm going to leave. Yeah. And they could have brought in anyone, and it would have sucked because it's Gaz. We're like, you know what? Obviously, the value would have been like a month ago, but, you know, I still think there could be potential value, but not a whole lot. Through January, the only top teams they really play, I guess, are United, Brighton, Chelsea and Arsenal. They also play Fulham, Burnley, Forest, West Ham, Brentford, and Everton. Oh, not a, a crazy run. Yes, gentle is a points. good way to put it. Gentle is a very good way to put it. I think I would. I think I would hold. As crazy as that sounds, I don't want to get too aggressive. They could easily shoot up a little bit. And at that point, it might sell a little bit. But I think I'd hold for where they're at. All right. Uh, any predictions for any transfers as things stand? Do you have anything in mind? Is any team going to get a certain guy? Or maybe That's... we haven't really thought about it. Or anything. Is there a certain like thing that stands out in your mind? Like this team needs this kind of position as far as the kind of contenders? Uh, I mean, I think Arsenal could use a nine, but that's not going to happen. I don't think they're going to buy anyone in, in the winter window just because of the spending in the summer. Yeah. Liverpool, I can't really I see I could see them. Arsenal get like a depth piece for midfield. Just yeah. like a 25 mil guy. Um, City, I don't think you could rule it out. Don't yeah. Splashing a little I'd... cash. Yeah, I just don't think it'll be a defender like they were doing. Obviously, they're pretty set on defense. Yeah. Um, I I wouldn't rule out maybe Villa bringing in a guy. 
yeah. just for some center back depth. United will bring in just some sad case of a signing on a free or loan or something. Yeah, some random loan. Newcastle, can I guarantee one? Ruben Neves, now that you could just loan players from your second club. Yeah, pretty much. Ruben Neves will be going to Newcastle. Um, do you think Chelsea goes hard for Tony or Osiman? I just don't see it. I yeah. think Brentford's going to sit there holding Tony for the rest of the year, and I think he goes in the summer, whether it's Arsenal or Chelsea or, you know, I don't know who else it could be. But I just think that's the maybe United. Hard to say with Chelsea. You can never really tell what the hell is going to happen oh, with them. Bully's a maniac. In all facets of the club. Anything for the bottom half of the table? Pauline, did you see Fulham might sell Paulinia for less than they got offered in the <laughs> January window to move him? I think that would just seal their that they're gonna relegation finish like seventeenth. Yeah. Um, Bournemouth won't spend. Does Luton bring in any former old kind of player? I hope so. They bring anyone? Bring in Juan Mata. Oh wow. That would be quite the signing. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Maybe Palace bring in someone. Who knows? Doubt it, but you never know. Um, any managerial changes you feel like are coming? Anyone going to get the sack? Uh, well, I think Paul Heckingbottom is not long for this world, but that comes as no surprise. Then again, I feel like it would have happened by now. That's what I don't get. Like, what's the yeah. point of doing it later? Like, he's Bro. been so ass already. <laughs> That's true. Um, I, I feel like Ariola's still not off the hot seat. Marco Silva, we're, he's one blow up away. Roy Hodgson still, like, health-wise and stuff concerns me, unfortunately. Yeah, more like a you stepping down. Yeah. Yep. I think the um, most interesting thing for me is going to be seeing how long companies leashes. I think they just let it go. Because I feel like he's got a really long leash. Yeah, and I think they're just going to keep it after what he did last year. And he might just become the new uh, Daniel Farka with Norwich. Oh, boy. Also stepping down, potentially Moyes. I know they said end of year. There is a world in which West Ham just kind of goes sideways in it doesn't work out but i don't think that'll happen i put that like 10 percent, 5 percent, but you never know um yeah not i this mean year. the big the big fish has to be ten hog if things just go completely south for united yeah i would still bank on it being marco silva one and again i have no proof for that but that's what i would put i think that's definite possibility Right, I think get... I think I would still say Hacking Botham. That's fair. Should we get to uh, some predictions for the fixtures this week? Indeed. Why is there only two games Sunday? Come on. I like a nice seven three. That's my ideal balance. Yeah. I like a nice two two games at eight a.m. on Sunday, and then the one ten thirty game. No one likes a Monday. This Monday. Game. Yep. Get it out of here. Get it out of here. Give me Friday, or give me death. No, I'm telling you, seven threes the 
that's the Keno balance of the Premier League. Seven Saturday, three Sunday. It's it's perfection. It's perfection. You got the six thirty game, you got five nine o'clock games, and then you got the eleven thirty game. Bada bing, bada boom, Sam. Indeed. Um, let's get to it. City Liverpool. This is a six pointer for the relegation zone. Yes. Very much. Very much so. You got to tell me what you're looking at in this one. <clears throat> because well, when these teams meet, it's it's ultimate chess match at the Eddie Had. Yeah. Obviously, Liverpool, they've been kind of starting games slower. Will City take an early lead? I think that's definitely something that could be on the cards. Mm-hmm. I think this game does a lot. For the title picture, you know, if Liverpool wins this game, I think people will finally realize that they are legit. And I mean, that sounds like insane to say, but, you know, for some reason that has come to this. But do you know that Liverpool and their squad have six goalies? That's a lot. Seem like a lot. <laughs> um, I'll be really interested to see. I know your boy Shemikas. Very, very serviceable. I just worry about big games. You never know. The drop-off there compared to a, a Andy Robertson. Um, I feel like I like Liverpool's midfield more than City's. That might sound crazy, but I think I do. And this might be the first time that I've ever said that. Uh, as far as attack goes, pretty balanced. I do like... Liverpool's creative side a little more, but at Man City, it's going to be tough. I'm a, I'm just going to go for it, Sam. I'll say Liverpool 2-2, two, 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 actually. Two, two. I was going to go 2-1, but I'm going to go 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. He almost went for it, and then he walked it back. I know. Couldn't do it. Don't have the testicular fortitude to do it. We're going 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. Man, this is... It's a it's a toss up. I think you yeah, gotta Sam, give four nil city. You gotta give city the edge just because the home field advantage. Okay, uh, you're going two one. I'm gonna say three two city. Three two. Burnley West Ham, a little clear blue battle. Although yeah. you ever notice Burnley's new badge is just it's just the claret and white. There's no blue on it. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, I kind of like that better. Won't lie. Yeah. Um. This one will be interesting at Turf Moor. I mean, if Burnley haven't turned it around by now, I just, it's hard to envision, but we always say this is the Southampton range. Of there's a 10, there's like 10 games upcoming. If you ever have to get hot during the year when you're a bad team, this is now. Get hot when you have 10 straight games and you can just fire through it. Could make or break your season. Yeah. Uh, West Ham. Burnley do like to hold the ball, so maybe West Ham sit back a little more. I hope they do, even though they haven't really lately. Uh, have a little physicality. I do feel good about West Ham in this one. I'm going to go 3-1 West Ham. I'm going to say 1-0 West Ham, a little, little grind out. Victory. How about this game being the USA game over Chelsea-Newcastle? Yeah, that's that's interesting. To say the least. Betty, Betty, interesting. Although it says they have, it says there's two USA. Two games. USA games, yeah. That Brighton Force. Regardless, Split Chelsea, screen. Newcastle's not, not one of them. Um, 
Luton and Palace. Now, why isn't this the USA game? That's USA game. Should... This should be on. This should be like state mandated. You have to watch this on NBC. This yeah. should be like North Korean <laughs> level TV. propaganda. Like you have to watch this and say how great it is yes. and observe it. Uh, I mean this one. What what? Do, how do you feel about Luton in this one, Sam? Is this one they could pull out or? Palace's defense, you'd have a lot of faith in. Yeah, I think it'd be tough with the defense. You know, I don't think I see more than one goal in this game. And I think... I think also, I feel Palace, like Palace is going to dominate the midfield. That's where it is for me. Yeah. I, I feel like they got that on lock. I'm going to go 1-0 Palace. Yeah. If anything, Palace. I'd lean closer to 2-0 Palace, but we'll go 1-0. Chelsea, Newcastle. Newcastle still coming off some injuries. A couple of guys will still be healed. I think Isak will be there, and potentially Almiron will be there. Doesn't mean that they'll start, but they'll at least be available to play. Um. Okay, I'm. Uh, you know, I said Liverpool have six goalies, but I think the app is messed up because they're throwing Edward Mendy still on Chelsea. So I think that this app, the Premier League app, is just broken. Because Chelsea had like seven goalies, which would be believable, but one of them's Edward Mendy. Yeah. Who's no longer on the team. Uh, Newcastle's physicality. Sat St. James. Got to f- be feeling pretty good about that. You could kind of bully Chelsea, get them on the ropes early. You know? Yeah, potentially. Potentially. Uh... Not to mention Enzo Fernandez coming off. Crunching tackle by Romero. Not super physical game with City, but he did that Argentina-Brazil game was nuts. So yeah. I feel like there's a world in which like Enzo gets hurt for Chelsea. Uh, all I know is, is that if Chelsea get a penalty, Cole Palmer's going to slot it. And Kunku's supposed to maybe not return this game, but the game after. Hmm. So we shall see. Just means your boy uh, David Washington can't get out there. Oh, dang. Young Brazilian David Washington. I think I'm uh, uh, I'm going to say 3-3, three, three, personally. Wow. Chelsea only can play that way, so I believe it. Um, I'm going to go 2-1 Newcastle. All right. Boris Brighton. Very kind of aesthetically pleasing game to watch, red and white versus blue and white. Yeah, there you go. It's a very stupid thing to say, but that's that's what I will. Say. That's my insight <laughs> as far as this goes. Um, feeling good about Forest defense at home. Brighton, I just I just worry that there's something about Brighton this year where it's like we're gonna keep waiting for them to turn it on and click, and it's just not going to. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with a cheeky Forest two two one victory. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really sold on Brighton right now with all the chopping and changing. Uh, I'm going to say Forest 1-0. Oh, God, I thought you were going to say four, like the score began with the four. <laughs> four yeah, I got Forest 4-0. Four, 4-0. Four nil. Four nil. Sheffield Bournemouth, this game should be like, you have to stream it on the dark web to watch <laughs> this one. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Can Bournemouth keep it going? 
I think there's a potential for Sheffield to kind of play the way that they did against Wolves and just kind of like stumble Grind into a win somehow. And, yeah. Grind like it out midfield. Undeserved. Low transition action. I could see it. I'm going to say Bournemouth keep it rolling, though. I'm going to go with Bournemouth with a juicy 2-1 victory. Uh, I'm going to say a nil-nil. Yeah, that's a good shout. Brentford Arsenal. One of the teams that Arsenal typically has trouble with, except last year, the Georgia Tech Community Stadium, they really took it to them. Um, I just don't know what to really expect with Arsenal. You know how I said I feel the most confident in Liverpool. Of the top teams, top teams really being, you know, the main three, Arsenal are obviously the team I feel less uh, less safe about. Yeah. They feel very uh, up and down. Brentford yeah. can really take it to Arsenal, kind of grind them out. They'll pack the midfield. They love to do it. They love to put five in there, uh, kind of wear Arsenal down. I'm going to say a 1-1 draw. If anything, it'd be a 2-1 Arsenal victory, but I'm going to go the 1-1 draw. I think coming off the way that they played against Liverpool, I'm going to say a Arsenal 2-0 victory. Okay. That's the thing, Sam. You can never reference Brentford's past games. That's true. Because they just are always, it's random. They're the most random team possible. Other Tottenham than Chelsea. Villa. Well, that's for sure. Tottenham and Villa. This is a good one. This is kind of a litmus test game. For as, both teams. As, uh, as is the Man City-Liverpool game. Villa, Villa took the double last year against Tottenham. Yeah, this, this one was on one the road. of the few games that. Uh, yeah, this was the one of the few games where Emery did take on the road. Yeah, one and, two nil against and, Conte's terrorism ball. And honestly, with the Spurs injury crisis that they're going through, I, I think he's still got to favor Villa despite their poor road form. This, this the way season. that Ainge had them set up against Wolves is not the way they should have been set up. But against a team like Villa, that setup might actually somewhat work. Yeah. So I wonder if, you know, kind of playing into their hands, but I really don't trust Tottenham's defense with like Eric Dyer and stuff, especially if Tottenham are forced into playing like Ollie Skip or something in midfield. Um, mm. I'm I'm going to go Villa 1 0. I'll say Villa 2 1. Everton and Man U. The road for the club of the future begins now, Sam. True that, man. This would be such Everton, an epic start. It's, it's so funny. That Everton's last five is three wins, a draw, and a loss. And they have to be at four points. Life isn't fair, Sam. It ain't fair. But when's that ever stopped Everton? When has that ever stopped Man U from winning games they shouldn't win? <laughs> True. Uh, yeah. I mean... Honestly, more in form, I feel better about Everton than United. And I know you feel the same. Don't lie. Yeah, I mean, at least with Everton, you know what you're you're getting with United. I mean, I guess you do, but it's... It's trash. just they're going to patch it together, and it's like it doesn't make any sense. Um, I'm going to go with United 2-1, because oh. that's just the way the world works. I'm going to will an Everton win into existence Good. and say... We deserve it. I'm going to say 3-1 Everton. We deserve it. 
finally, wrapping up the week, Fulham Wolves. Yeah, I'd like to see Craven Cottage capitalize on his weaker Fulham side. I mean, really, Fulham offer no attacking threat, so not a huge concern. More so, can Wolves break down the defense of Fulham? I think they can. I'm going to say 1-0 Wolves. Yeah, I feel I was going to go 1-0. I feel like this game can't end 0-0. When, when's the last time a Monday game didn't have a goal? Or even a Friday game? It That, like, never happens. With that said, I'm still going to go with a nil-nil draw just because I want to be different because I was going to pick one-nil Wolves. Okay. So, um, what's your prediction for the week? Uh, Jack Harrison Brace. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Butter, my Everton happen. biscuit. Make it happen, Jackie boy. That's going to wrap up the episode for the week. Great narrative pod as always absolutely we're back the premier league is back and it's time to cook and it's staying for a long time yes sir until then keep on perusing you perusers keep on hatting keep on toffing mis amigos keep on toffing toffee in toffee in toffee in Put the toffee down now. <laughs>